Blog Talk Radio. Whoa! I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good. So good. I got you. Whoa! I feel nice. The sugar is fine. I feel nice. The sugar is fine. So nice, so nice. I got you. We are vibrational beings. You know, we're not just flesh and blood. You know, uh, if you put anything under a microscope, an intense microscope, you can ultimately see that everything is vibration. And, in, and as the scientists are not telling us, there's information there. But it's not solid. It's always moving. So we're vibrational beings. And when we lift our vibration to what we want to experience, it happens first on a vibratory level. And then it shows up and manifests in our life. So uh, people who are holding on to rancor, animosity, mm-hmm. they're slowing down their vibration. Okay. Another way of saying it is you cannot have what you're not willing to become vibrationally. Ah. If you do get it, you'll lose it. Ah. You 
this is why people that win the lottery, they, they lose everything, yeah. or they'll finally get the person they think they Absolutely. want to be with. They can't keep the can't keep the relationship, or they'll get a modicum of success but can't hold on to it because inside they weren't vibrationally aligned. They really hadn't become it. So you can temporarily manipulate and get things, but to have it completely, you have to lift your vibration and, and become that in, in, in vibration. You're not really attracting things to you. You're really radiating. Ah, It's really a radiation. I can cry right now. It's like if I become the vibrational frequency of love, harmony, peace, and I'm radiating that. That's the key. It's going to show up in my life. That's the key. Yeah. That's the word. You're not attracting it. You have to be it and radiate it, and then it, it comes, it is drawn to you. Right. And you to it. Yeah. You have to like yourself when you're by yourself. Yeah. You have to like yourself. I mean, when you're, when you're by yourself, you have to look at those thoughts, the beautiful thoughts, the crazy thoughts. Mm -hmm. You have to embrace yourself. You have to forgive yourself. You have to love yourself. And when you can fall in love with yourself and like yourself when you're by yourself, now you can be with others. But if you don't like yourself when you're by yourself, then you're pulling on others to make you happy. Is it possible to like vision when you're at the bottom? Not only is it possible, that's probably the best time to do it. When circumstances and situations are pressing in upon us, the only way we can overcome them is to go within. To actually begin to ask very empowering questions with the awareness that this universal presence and its law will answer any question that you ask. So if you're in a situation that uh, is pressing on you and you ask, what's trying to emerge in my life? What is my gift to share? Mm. What is my purpose? Why am I here on the planet? Not just how can I pay my rent, not just how can I stop the pain. You ask empowering questions, the universe will answer these questions in a language and in a way that you can understand. There'll be inner prompting, there'll be intuitive hits, nudges, signs, symbols, dreams. It'll come in the language of the, own, the, the individual soul and heart. The difficulty is that when people are in tough situations, they ask disempowering questions. Whoa. They say, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Who's to blame? Yeah. Why, Why me? me? Yes. Those are the disempowering questions. So the universe will answer those too. It'll pull on the database of human experience and say, you were born on the wrong side of the tracks, or you were born on the right side of the tracks, or you, this happened or that happened. It'll give you a, a, a bevy of excuses. But if you ask an empowering question, you'll get an answer to rise above the muck. So it's all about the question, the sincerity of the question, and then the ability and the willingness to, to really listen, to really be available. That, that's where the juice is. And that is available to every human being. Whether an individual is in prison, whether an individual is imprisoned by circumstance, imprisoned in their own mind about an event that happened in their past, it doesn't matter. Once you ask with sincerity, the universe will answer. That's, that's the way it operates. You know, it goes back to asking the question. Yeah. And it, but it also goes back to understanding that the presence of God has never made a mistake, yeah. doesn't do do-overs, and doesn't repeat itself. Therefore, each of us are unique expressions of the infinite. The way the infinite gets to express its infinite nature is through its uniqueness. Therefore, I have a mandate to discover myself, find out who and what I am, what my purpose is, and to express it. And that, and that idea within us yeah. is infinite, 
and is always unfolding. So it's not a one and done. It's not I've arrived. Mm -hmm. It's I'm always on a journey of unfolding. You grow where you're planted. You grow where you're planted. And, and then you ask what's trying to emerge, what's trying to unfold. And you'll start to get hints. You start to take baby steps walking in that direction. And as you take baby steps, inertia becomes momentum. Mm -hmm. And then possibilities start to reveal themselves. Potential starts to be activated. And you find yourself, as you look back, wow, I'm changed. I'm different. Yeah. When did that happen? You have to be in alignment with it. You have to have a level of practice. You have to give up your resistance to the circumstance. In other words, you're, it's, you're not arguing and resisting the circum with the circumstances. Yeah. I know this person said, I prayed. I did that. God <laughs> hadn't answered me yet. Yeah. This is the deal. God is always answering. Yes. But are we receiving? Are we listening? Are we available? Yeah. So prayer, meditation, life visioning, it attunes us to become in alignment yeah. with that vibration. So we actually can hear it. We can actually feel it and then move in that direction. Many people, uh, if their prayers would be answered, they couldn't even receive it. They're not, they're not vibrationally ready. Victim consciousness is where many people live. Yeah. Somebody did it to me. The reason why I'm not happy is because they just make, you know, my ex-boyfriend, my boss. The world isn't fair. The world isn't fair. They're doing it to me. The reason why I'm not happy is somebody else's fault. Mm -hmm. God did it to me. The devil did it to me. My astrological sign did it to me. The numbers did it my to mother. me. My mother. My karma. Yeah. Okay. That's the victim stage. Every victim has a victim story. You ask somebody, a victim, what's going on, and they'll give you a list of complaints about what's wrong and who did it. Fannie Lou Hamer once said, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, something happens and you start to open up to a possibility that maybe, maybe I'm in my own way. Maybe there's something more than, than what meets the eye. You're going to need something that is not within your little mind and your little perception. And that's where prayer comes in. That's where meditation comes in. That's where life visioning comes in. So if you just said, help, I'm open. I'm available to something new. Now you're on your way. Yeah. Help is a prayer. Help, help is a prayer. Yeah. I, I say, when I use the word help, I say, hello, eternal, loving presence. That's what help means to me. Yeah. Hello, eternal, eternal loving, loving presence. Wow, that's a good one. Back in the day when the Bodhi tree existed and a book fell off the shelf. Just, I walked in and the book just slammed on the floor off the shelf. And it was exactly what I needed to read at that time. And so I learned about manifestation. I learned about the second stage which is how to manifest, which is establishing intention, beginning to see visually the kind of life you want to uh, live, beginning to have conversation about that kind of life. I tell people you have to talk about it more than you talk about your problems because at the end of the day, if you're complaining more than you're talking about your vision, yeah. then you're in inertia. So there's a shift that takes place where you're actually talking about the possibilities mm -hmm. more than you're talking about your issues. Yeah. You don't deny the issues. Bad things have happened to people. 
You're not denying that those things have happened. But it's the energy that you give to it. That yes. is a definite true fact. If you start talking about somebody or you're engaged in a conversation where you're gossiping, before long, you're spiraling down. Energy goes into those lower frequencies. Yep. Doubt, worry, fear. All, and now you're in, you're in that sediment. Mm-hmm. You're in that dynamic. Mm-hmm. But if you start talking about possibility, even, even if you don't know how to get there, then your energy starts to go up. Mm-hmm. You know, what if you ask a what if question? You know, what if, what if all my needs were met? What would I be doing in my life? What if everything is really working together for my good? What if all the bad things that have happened in my life are leading me to activating some great potential in my, in my experience? Mm-hmm. What if God really is on my side? Yeah. You know, you ask a what if question and you start to notice little tiny miracles happening in your life. Mm-hmm. Things start to manifest. You don't know how they got there. The, the primary dark night of the soul is when you're losing your identification yeah. with your previous identity, but you don't yet have an identification with what's new emerging. You're mm-hmm. in That's good. the dark. That's good. You don't know. Uh, you, you, you knew this is who you used to be, yeah. but you're not that anymore. But who you're becoming, you're not that either. So it's dark. It's really, and sometimes it's excruciating. Sometimes it's a lot of fear, a lot of disconnect. And I, I, I tell people that when you're going through that, mm-hmm. tell them to ask this question. If this experience were to last forever, yeah. what quality would have to emerge for me to have peace of mind? Ooh. So if you ask that question, and you say, oh, if, I, if, I, if, I, if, this, if this particular experience was, was gonna last forever, I would need, I would need some strength. I would need some, some peace. I would need a little bit more, you know, name whatever quality. And what happens is when your attention starts focusing on that quality rather than resisting the dark night, then the process is speeded up and your identification, you move through it, you faster. Move it, through it faster. Yeah. Pain pushes until the vision pulls. So life is progressive and it's pushing you. Yeah until you get pulled by a larger vision. So once you have a vision that you can articulate. Okay, so pain pushes you. So it get, it's hard, it's harder, it's harder, it's harder, and it's trying to force you into having a vision, a vision yes. that's bigger than, than, than the, the pain. pain. And that's a principle. Potential is always bigger than the problem. Potential is always bigger than the problem. Your potential is infinite and is always bigger than whatever problem you're going through. You begin to have a, a, a vision about the possibility. Mm-hmm. You start to be pulled by it. And then once you really sincerely embrace it yeah. and your life begins to be, okay, when I wake up this morning, I'm going to walk in the direction of my purpose. I'm going to walk in the direction of my vision. I'm going to walk in the direction of that possibility and the potential yes. instead of allowing myself to go, oh, woe is me, or I can't believe. Or right. I'm going to walk in the... The cosmic yeah. two by four doesn't need to hit you as much. Wow. You're pulled. You're being pulled more by joy and it's like... I'm being pulled by some, something. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. Of course. Of course. We don't, we don't, we're not praying to live a challenge-free life. We're praying that the challenges that come activate latent potential. Understanding that pain pushes until vision pulls. Ask what-if questions. Yes. Begin to see, visualize the kind of life you want to live. Mm-hmm. Begin to talk about it. Begin to write it down. Begin to dream about it. And then what I, what I teach is... You talk about it, 
doesn't mean you talk to everybody because everyone is not trustworthy. That's right. You talk to selected friends. About it. About it. You talk to it. Uh-huh. You actually talk to the vision. Talk to the possibility. Talk to love. You talk to peace. You talk to prosperity. I see you everywhere. I see you prosperity in the lawn. I see you abundance on the, in the grain of the sand. I see you everywhere. Mm-hmm. You talk to it. And then after a while, you're talking from it. Mm-hmm. Evolution Radio on New Evolution Radio. I am your host, Keila Asad Miriam. I'm honored and blessed to be the goddess of the station um, with the wonderful HNIC, Joey L., my brother. Love him because he comes from another mother, but we are definitely kin in spirit. Uh, make sure that you are checking out his show every single Sunday. And we are just going to dive right in. I'm so excited that we have a guest who is also a very, very dear sister of mine, um, another kin in spirit. Her name is Seek Wisdom. If you have followed me and my work all these years of being on the radio, um, you very well, especially in the beginning years, you very well may know who Seek Wisdom is. Um, she was the founder of Black Womaniverse Radio, and she had an extremely successful show, and I'm excited to get her back on the radio with us tonight. She is my ritual partner. She is um, a spiritual guru. We do this goddesshood work together. We have a very, very sacred chamber that we go into often with one another. I'm not even going to say go into it. We are always there. She's that friend that you can talk to every day or you can talk to once in a while and you don't miss a beat. She is just a beautiful, beautiful soul. She is uh, she does um she also does travel. So if you are interested in, in having um your travel arrangements taken care of, she also can take care of you there. And she's just a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, wise soul. And when I say that you should find your tribe um, Seek is definitely in my tribe, one of my trusted spiritual people, one of the only people that I trusted with my spirit, and I'm honored to bring her to the show tonight. Um, we are going to talk about together what the new moon ritual, the last new moon of this year meant. Um, her and I were in ritual last night with each other for the new moon, and it was really, really powerful, and we both woke up this morning like all right, we know that things are moving and shifting and you are really just going to get to eavesdrop on our regular conversations and we're going to open up the line so you can ask some questions um, and we're just going to continue to like 
you know, all of my guests, I bring in people that I really rock with. So you really get to like hear what our conversations really are about. And so you can see it's genuine. It's really authentic. Um, this is not some facade, a mask or a hat that we put on. Um, we really sit for hours talking about what's going on in energy and spirit. Um, and how to ensure that we are being vessels and tools for the creator to use us to, to get our people where we need to be. So without further ado, that was a beautiful, long introduction, but this is, that this is, I could go on for days how much I love this sister and how powerful of a, of a goddess that she is to us, and we are honored to have her. So without further ado, let me please introduce to you Seek wisdom of Black Universe. Hello. Hey, sis. <laughs> How are you? I love you too. <laughs> what, can I, what can I say after that introduction? I mean, <laughs> right. right, right, right. I mean, right. we know how we feel about each other, but uh, I wasn't expecting all of that. <laughs> yes, yes. That is the. Um, that is a beautiful, beautiful, um, y'all, and let me also say, we, we make a point of making sure we both know we love each other and we value each other, um, so y'all really just heard even what we say to each other, too, like, it's just not, this is not, this really is not a facade, so I think, I think I want to just, like, organically, um, we'll talk about new moons, our conversation always leads up into some level of sisterhood or goddesshood, and the importance of that as well. And so, um, and even brotherhood and what we need from our brothers when it comes to brotherhood. So, yeah, let's talk about last night's ritual because we, and then I don't know if you were doing this intentionally, Seek, but I intentionally was like, I'm not going to talk to you today because I know we're going to be on the radio. So I want to save all that richness for the show. But um, how was the ritual for you last night? Well, um <laughs> It was very, you know, sometimes I am full of energy and I've got all of these different things flowing through me. Last night was a bit different and it was something I hadn't felt that strongly in a while. Um, And it was something I felt that was needed. You know, new moon is time for you to plant your seeds of intention, what you plan to grow and, and, and bring to full circle. At the next full moon, that's the time to plant those intentions and think about what it is that you want in your life and what you want to manifest, you know, around you. And so, you know, it it was a very peaceful, quiet, extremely deep uh, meditation for me. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I saw some things, (laughs) some things um, and and felt some things that... um, Definitely will be working out for me, and, and I know that without a shadow of a doubt. I want to kind of come back to something that's really important, though. Um, it's extremely important that women, all women, but specifically black women, have that foundation or that sister that you can call on to, to talk to about anything. It's not important that the sister agrees with everything you say, or that you agree with her, it's just important that y'all hold that space for each other and have that level of respect that y'all are going to 
hear each other out and and be honest and hold each other accountable when y'all are going through things. Um, and so I, I I love and respect you for that because we definitely have that space. And and those are the type of women that you want to uh, do ritual with and um, you know and move forward in life with because you have to have as you said earlier your tribe. It's important mm-hmm. to find those people because we go through life and everything that we're dealing with. Just look at what's going on in life in 2020 with everybody. Who would have thought that we would be looking at some of the things we're looking at right now? Um, mm-hmm. But it's very important that you have those people that can support you and really be there for you um, and, and push you forward when you need a little push or are just quiet with you when that's what you need. So um, I just I just felt like that needed to be said. So there you go. You know how we flow. We start one place and end up somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And circle right back it, around. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important that 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 even our brothers understand why sisterhood is important to them, right? Like why men need to be holding their women and sisters and mothers and aunties accountable to them being in sisterhood too, because when women are engaged in sisterhood, it also, it, it benefits everybody and it really benefits um, our men. Right. And so we, I, I think it's important for men to, to be able to eavesdrop. I was, there was, um, I was speaking with, with, um, some folks this weekend, and I was like telling the brother, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat and let you hear some sisterhood and some some womanhood talk, <laughs> because just because I needed him to understand the importance of what sisterhood looks like, so he can see how it benefits himself, right? And so, like, brother, yeah. please know, like, when you have the opportunity. You should be, you know, women who say they don't get along with women are telling you that they don't get along with themselves. Let me say that again. There's no way in the world (laughs) that you can be a woman and you don't get along with women. Like there is, there is something internally, you are a woman. How can you not get along with you? And so, um, Women have sometimes you hear women say, "Oh, my 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 man is my reflection." No, he's not. No, he's not. He's your balance, boo. I'm your reflection. I when you sit, I I got what you got. That's what reflection is. We are y'all's balance, and so it's very important. And then vice versa, right? Like it's important for us to know that brotherhood is strong and brotherhood is real and it's actual accountability. And and let us eavesdrop and let me see how you're holding men accountable. Like it's so important that those those um, groups are, are in alignment and bridging with one another. Yeah, I think all of those kind of come from that place of us having that rights of passage when we were younger. Some of us didn't have that, and I don't think um, the value of having those relationships, like having a brother circle and having a sister circle, there's certain things you can be extremely close with your significant other um, you know, and be very close with them, but there are certain things that they're not going to exactly understand. There's certain things that you probably just need to keep to talk to your sisters, just like your brother might need to keep that and, you know, not saying keeping secrets from each other, but it's a certain way that you can talk to someone that's of like kind that you probably don't want to express those exact same things to the person that's, that, that you love, the person that you're in a relationship with. And, and there's a reason for that because sometimes it can come off, you know, rough 
and sometimes it needs to be a little a little cleaned up <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so that it can be accepted to someone else who you know but I, I think you get what I'm saying and hopefully, hopefully your listeners will get what I'm saying but there's definitely a benefit for having those uh, having a group of men for a, men to, a man to defer to and a group of women for a woman to defer to and to your point about women that don't um, have strong relationships with other women to me, and, and I hope I don't rub anybody the wrong way, uh, but, and if I do, you know, so be it. Um, <laughs> um, but it's like, if you can't relate to another woman and, and hear another woman out and, and hold space for her and be there for her, or if she's calling you to the carpet or it's calling you to task on something and you don't like what you're hearing and you can't. Uh, you know, show up and and be be held accountable for that. Then you kind of you really got to look at yourself. Um, you definitely have to look at yourself because your relationship with other women starts with you. It, it's a depiction and a reflection of how you relate to yourself. So if you cannot be there for other women, or you find that you don't have a lot of female friends, or even at least a special two or three, it doesn't have to be a large group. But you have to look at what's going on with you internally as to why you don't connect with other women. Mhm, mhm. You know, it's um, it's it's so powerful the the shared experience. Um, and then you know, I I believe in womanhood. Period. So there's also like I, I believe black women will heal the world. I believe black sisterhood is what's going to to lead that, and I believe all women will follow suit. Let's talk about, like, our stance Absolutely. on knowing, like, white sisterhood. What does that look like? Or, or Latina sisterhood and, and Asian sisterhood. Let's talk about, because we always have deep conversations about this. But let's talk about what, what, is, what are the bridges of, of affinity sisterhood. And you know the book that I just completed and why it's so yes. important for, for us to do this work. Um, but what? Why will black women heal the world, and why is it black sisterhood that's going to be at the forefront of of women gathering together? Well, this is my opinion. <laughs> uh, my opinion is that everyone comes from Mother Earth. Everyone comes from black women. You look at this from a scientific fact, archaeological fact, you know, I could keep going. So if you're going to heal the world, you've got to start with the womb of the world, which is a black woman. And it, and that starts with how we relate to each other, how we build our strong roots and our sisterhoods with each other. Um, I truly feel that if it's us that are, that are healed, we can then go out and, and do that with the rest of the world. But I also want to acknowledge that our relationships with ourselves and our relationships with each other is when you look at sisterhood overall and women of the world, I feel like our relationships are the worst off. Yeah. Yeah. I feel <laughs> that we, you know, our, our relationships are the worst off. And, and they start with, I was, you know, it's funny you ask me this because now I'm going back to a thought I had uh, earlier today. And it's also funny we didn't talk. It, it wasn't intentional on my part. I, I was busy. But I did know know we were going to talk later. You know you know how we do. We can go a while and, mm-hmm. and not talk, although lately it hasn't been like that. But, you know, we have this 
all day long, everyday connection that whether we pick up the phone or text each other, we are always communicating anyway. So, but <laughs> um, I was just thinking about this earlier. When it comes to black women and how we relate to each other, if we don't love ourselves, it's impossible for us to love one another woman or love on another person for that matter. Um, we truly got to learn to love ourselves and love each other enough to build that trust and that and that open honesty and be okay mm-hmm. to to not seek approval for somebody else. It's like a lot of us want to be validated and want somebody else to approve a decision or what it is we're doing in our life. And it, it tends to always come back to love and trust for ourselves and then love and trust for other people that we hold close to us. And and I think those are the things that are the the root cause of how our relationships tend to break apart or, or not last. I mean, I'm proud to say I have, I, when I say I have strong friendships with women, each friendship is different, but mm-hmm. I have friendships with women that have been in my life for over 20 years, you know, and the crazy part is, Ten years ago, I didn't, I wasn't paying that much attention to how long these friendships lasted. But as you get a little older and you go through certain things in life, you start to remember it. You start to realize how important these relationships are, you know. And and I I can't say all of my relationships with my female friends are of a spiritual nature. All of them have a spiritual aspect to it. But some of them are a little deeper than others, depending on the nature of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's but talk we, we've about. We've got to do that. What? What? And let's talk about ritual last night. Um, I think it was. Yeah, let's talk about ritual last night. What specifically? <laughs> I mean, whatever comes up, yeah, whatever comes up, and just saying, let's share with the with the audience how ritual was. Um, well, first, let's talk about what ritual we did, um, and how and what got us to the to the space of saying this is what we're going to do tonight. <laughs> um, sometimes I know what I'm going to do ahead of time. Sometimes I don't. Even when I know what I'm going to do, I don't know exactly, I don't really plan out my rituals. I might have some tools in mind, but I don't really plan them out. I like them to be organic. Last night was as organic as it comes. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, we didn't do a lot of planning. It just kind of came together. Um, typically, most of my rituals start out with, you know, uh, a ritual bath, you know, just to cleanse myself and uh, a little meditation and, you know, some, some incense and things, you know, the things you do to get you, get your mind ready. And typically that's the starting point. But last night, that was essentially the the whole thing. I think last night we had to yield and just surrender to that energy and that flow and just let whatever was supposed to happen, happen. Um mm-hmm. Now, you don't always have to be in the same space as your sister that you're doing ritual with. And when I say space, I mean you don't have to be in the same city. You don't have to be in the same room. 
you know, um, a lot of people think that in order to have uh, some strong connection, strong energy or whatever, you've got to be near the person you're doing ritual with in a physical way, and that, that could not be farther from the truth. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, yeah, last night um, we pretty much um, did like a, I guess, a, a ritual bath in our two respective places. And for me, like I said, mine was just more of a meditation, just focusing, just surrendering and, and allowing that energy to flow through me and, and, I was in receive mode, you know, um, I really was in receive mode instead of trying to push out and, and set intentions this time, it, the seeds were being planted, but I, I was more so in receive mode. Um, that's the best way I could explain it right now. What about you? What about your experience? Lady, are you muted? Oh yeah. She just dropped off. Just a second. Let me put her back on. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joyce. Um, I am not the spiritual person who um, plans because of the way that I read. So I love when I'm within sisterhood doing a level of rituals that that allow me to be free in it and and, um, because it, it brings out organically whatever message is supposed to come. Um, I think that for me, because that's the way I usually, I do my personal rituals and how I prefer to be is in the in uh, organic space of allowing spirit to lead versus me trying to lead something. Um, it was super, super powerful. I think we, we knew, we named that we were going to do a new moon ritual. Yeah. Um, we knew that we were going to do it together and we kind of just put it out there maybe a couple of days before new moon and just were like, okay, well, no, actually a couple of weeks now that I think about it. We said, you know, this last new moon, we need to be intentional about doing something together. And um, I think the night before we were like, okay, did anything specific come to you? And we both were kind of like, not really. And then I got a really strong message that said, like, we're supposed to just come and the purpose is surrender. And so, like, we just have to show up and allow spirit to take us where we're supposed to go. And so um, somehow, (laughs) y'all, let me tell y'all how how (laughs) much the surrender happened. Somehow we both wound up. So so Seek is actually in Florida. I'm in Colorado, as most people know. Um, we, We both wound up in a spiritual bath like we both wound up like (laughs) just just take a bath like just take a spiritual bath and um so we're on the phone and we get into this zone um slight conversation and then it was almost as if it was like both of us were gone and yeah completely completely gone and then it was almost like it was it was crazy I was thinking about it today like we literally started our bath water at the same time turned it off at the same we did time. we did let the water out at the same time got out of the tub at the same time with no conversation y'all okay so we're doing all of no conversation in verbal, none in verbal silence 
And so um, I just wanted to kind of give a, paint a picture of the power of being in sync because, as she said, it's not it's not about being in physical location. I mean, being in physical location definitely brings the the most powerful. But when you're when you're strong Absolutely. spiritually, you're everywhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and it's it's funny. I'm not often silent for that long. Uh, I mean, we're talking like over an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During, you know, because sometimes when spirit works with me, mine becomes verbal in different ways. So that's why I knew I was in a space of surrender and um, and just receiving, uh, just, mm-hmm. just holding mm-hmm. that space because um, I was, yeah. We were gone. We were somewhere else, for sure. We were. We were. Yes. And, and you know, I think I think it was really, um, it just really was, was powerful to be in that silence. So what came up for you? What were the messages that came up for you that, you, that you're willing to share? Oh, yeah, that, that's an important note <laughs> yeah. that I am willing to share. Um, Definitely some positive things are on the way. And positive is always on the way, you know, whether you see it right out front or not. But I feel like there are some things I've been working on and and manifesting and just kind of waiting for the right time for things to line up. Um, And I definitely got the message that things have lined up and that some things are on the way to the point where I might be surprised at how they show up. So um, that that was, um, you know, something that was very strong and very personal for me. But um, I also felt I I also got a message that next year is going to be some drastic changes. Um, drastic changes um, in a lot of different ways Um, Mm -hmm. more kind of from a social economic perspective that's more not so much just for me but 2020 brought some things that were happening but it's some other things that's getting ready to happen that's going to be I didn't get any specifics outside of what I said already so that's, that's as much as I'm willing to share right now Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the message that everything old is going to die. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. die, we are not aligned. So if you don't feel a level of relief in something that you have been normed in, um, if you don't feel, especially when it's not aligning with who you are vibrationally, um, as the clip shared, you know, then you are going to you are going to feel stuck. And so it is it's really important for us to release and let go of that which we thought was once what it should be, right? Like there's there is a whole new everything that is coming. And if we are not on board, we are going to get left behind. And you're you're absolutely going to feel stuck. And you're absolutely going to feel um, to feel like things are progressing, and you're you you may be lost, right? Like you may be lost. 
So I, I want everyone <laughs> to be able changes. to clear drastic changes. I mean, like, drastic and, changes. and it's going to have to be quick, right? Like, I, it was very clear. There's no time to prepare. None. None. You, got, you have to, you're going to have to go with the flow and decide either I'm going to trust how this thing is going to flow out or either try to get yourself in place rather quickly. Yes. Yes. And so it's going to, um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to be able to shift very, very quickly, or you're going to, to see a lot of um, our people behind even more than we already systemically have been. And those of us who can shift very quickly, we will be able to um, set ourselves up in leadership within this shift and all of that. I also saw that uh, there is a need for everyone to go quiet before the end of the year. So whatever, mm. however quiet looks, um, like literally, like pulling away, everyone needs to have some time, um, and, and it's various times. Um, if if you've gotten a reading from me mm, probably in the last week, um, that has been a, a continued message, but the time is not universal. It's it's depending on whatever your whatever's on your spiritual plate right now. So just know that um those are the really strong that's what I'm willing to share on a on a universal um level and it's 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 an, it's extreme. It's extreme. Let's talk about um let's talk about rituals for healing. Um I actually have a question coming from Instagram. Um a sister wanting to know like what are what are she's she's naming them spells but they're actually rituals, not spells. Um, but what are the what are the rituals for healing, and how important are healing rituals? And I, you actually called and are listening right on the right show um, because this is who I do healing rituals with. So, yes, go ahead. Well, healing in what aspect are we talking about? Uh, you know, like self healing, self love, uh, healing from a breakup, or are we talking? medical healing, something's going on with your body, things are not in alignment. Um, those are two different types of healing. Um I think I think she's just curious about what and how healing rituals, why they're important and and how yeah, various. So I think we probably could go into both. Okay. Well for me, um I, like I said, I don't really plan my rituals out, I, depending on what the need is. Um, I let spirit guide me to what's needed. For most of my rituals, I use a combination of a lot of different things. I combine color therapy. I combine candles. I use herbs, oils, crystals. You just have to um, utilize everything at your, you know, at your um, disposal that is calling to you, you know. Everybody has a different uh different tools they connect with for their for their for their spiritual um rituals and things. So 
I can't really give an exact recipe. Uh, I can say for health, you would want to lean to more green, you know, like um, things that are hmm. why am I being caught up all of a sudden with what I was about to say? <laughs> um, but for me, um, if it's if it's something related to health, like your body, you would use green. If it's more self-love, you would use things more along the pink uh, spectrum or what have you in terms of your colors, um, your crystals, uh, spiritual baths, etc. Um, but you gotta, for me, I always, I start with the spiritual bath for everything. So mm-hmm. to me, that's the strongest part of it because it helps me to get relaxed and get in tune. So I don't know if she, her question is a little bit if she could specify or if you have something to add to it, that's a bit of an open question for me. So I'm not sure what she's wanting with it. Yeah. I think, I think what people need to realize with rituals are rituals are intentional prayer with spiritual action. Right. And so it's not this like you, you, there are many, disciplines and many ways right like if you're Christian for example if you are a Christian if you identify as a Christian um, every first Sunday you engage in a ritual you are eating the flesh in representation and drinking the blood in representation I don't know whatever that's that's about the highest form of ritual we can It it is, but some people don't realize that for what it is. Right, right. And so even when I hear Christians being like opposed to rituals, I'm like, baby, like you telling every Sunday there's a call to the altar, right? Like I have an altar in my home. Like these are rituals, right? So (laughs) you go to church and you and people get baptized. I personally I was baptized twice, but that don't mean anything in terms of what I'm going to <laughs> like, right, no, right, no, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, so, I think so you I, have to. I think each of us have to figure out what our what calls to our spirit and what our personal thing is. But sorry, I seem to interrupt you a little bit. Go back to what you were saying. Yeah, I think it's just really important that that folks realize that your rituals. I mean, going to going to a, a, a space. A spiritual space, whether you are Muslim and it's Jew and it's Juma, whether you are you are going to worship on Saturday, whether you're going to worship on Sunday, like these are all rituals, right? And so, um, the first thing is to like demystify when you hear the word ritual. Okay, so that's the first yeah. thing. Um, and then the second thing is to to own that rituals are only as powerful as you put your knowingness and your faith in. So (laughs) you can literally, this is why like people who, whatever it is, can become your reality. So stones are only powerful when you trust the energy and the power of them. And that is a huge responsibility that we often neglect and dismiss within ourselves because I don't care if you're carrying a quartz or a clear quartz or whatever you're carrying, 
if you're just carrying it to go through the motion, it's not going to connect with your energy to do what we need it to do. If you are not surrendered to what and how that, because these are only tools, right? Like we are the best yep. of creation. So if we don't, if we're not, if we're not connecting, it ain't going to do nothing for us. And so the ritual is in the, it's in the same nature as, Drinking your herbs or eating your herbs, eating your food or, or carrying your stones or wearing the oils or like, right? Like it's oils, even in the Christian church, they've been putting holy, mm-hmm. holy oil and holy, holy water. Oil, holy water. That mm-hmm. that's, that's ritual to it, it doesn't, people, right? Go ahead. None of those things matter at all. Well, to your point that you were just making, none of those things matter at all if you're not, if you don't have a spiritual connection to those tools or if you don't even think they can work if you just do going through the motions you could end up doing what other people would call a ritual and everybody else would feel so in tune and so empowered by it, and you can be standing there like i don't feel a thing because mm-hmm. you are not connected to what you're doing also the flip side of it is that you can do a ritual and no tools are needed the tools yeah. are simply just a physical reminder or something that you use to help get you into that space. You are the power. You are what empowers the ritual. So it, it doesn't matter whether you have a candle, oils, uh, you know, a specially made bath or not. It, it's you that's putting power and empowering those tools to go to work for you. Yes. Yes. Just like and so, uh, you can use the phase of the moon to do rituals. But you don't actually have to wait until a certain phase of the moon to do a specific ritual to bring about a certain result. Yes, yes. And see, and let me and let me also say, um, there's phases to get to that, right? Like one of the things that is so we we kind of were discussing this um, yesterday. One of the things that that's real is you don't just wake up. Right, like I, I know folks who like read Sacred Woman by Queen Afua and fasted for 14 days and became a vegan for six months. And now all of a sudden they're doing workshops. Like that's not how that works. And and not to say that you're not capable because we also discussed like when we were younger and all of this stuff, like we were super eager to be in that space. But if you don't identify a level of, of of spirituality that guides you, and spirit comes to guide you as well, right? Like sometimes you don't you don't have an actual person. Sometimes it's spirit that's guiding you. Um, Absolutely. However, you you learn through practice, and so in learning through practice um it's really really important that there is a humility and surrender to spirit and and those who are who come to you i mean black womaniverse you know i think black womaniverse when, when black womaniverse was super super popping i mean there were books there were tools i mean there was so much that black womaniverse provided to to sisters that go through initiation and now initiation looks very different than um unless you you belong to like the Yoruba or Ifa and, and you are sustaining those those very succinct practices which some of us do right like some of us do still honor those practices and still do that however we are in a time of new 
we are in a time of, and when I say new, I'm not saying in, in the way of, of um, forfeiting or abandoning those practices and systems, but we are in a time of new where spirit is a spirit is is our initiation, and we find our camaraderie and our and our connectedness with one another. But it also comes from like this knowingness, and so like I I've seen some workshops done, and it's like you you're giving the wrong information because you aren't you haven't yet fully surrendered. You're you're ego driven by being able to say I teach this type of class instead of saying I surrender and I'm being used as a vessel. Those are two very different things. And and you can you absolutely can still move forward without that particular type of guidance, but if your spirit isn't in the right place, it, it shows for those of us who have done this work. What's your thoughts on Nancy? Um you just brought up a lot of stuff to my mind. Let me see if I can organize it. Uh, <laughs> you just said a lot. Um, all of these different spiritual systems, our people came from everywhere all over. <laughs> all of these different systems are strong, but all of it is ours. So I don't feel as though people have to, I don't feel as though people should feel they have to identify with one particular system or get initiated by one particular person. Uh, I think we need to use all of it. What we have and what we're dealing with as a people requires all of it, not some of it or a part of it. Um, so people should do with what should work with what they connect with. But they always, we always have to yield to spirit because if you're coming from the wrong place doing something and it is ego driven, or you just want to see your name up there and you just kind of want to do it from a, a place of self-aggrandizement is not going to it's not going to be able to really benefit our people at the end of the day because what we really need is people that are really in tune to spirit and uh, people that are going to be coming from the right place mm-hmm. meaning it's bigger mm-hmm. than you the, the work that, that on a spiritual level, the work that we're doing is bigger than us. It's not about us individually. It's about us collectively. And um, it has to come from the right place or it's not going to, it's not going to be strong enough to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing is like intentionality. Like we also, we also neglect that intentionality. So when you're doing a healing ritual, when you're doing a, um, a clearing ritual, uh, a purge, whatever it is that you you are you need your spiritual work on. If you are not disciplined enough to be so intentional that you are shifting your thoughts, because your thoughts are things, right? And so, what you think Ooh. is what it is. And so, if you're not willing to like surrender to, you might need to put your damn phone down for a day or two. You might need to unplug yes. from social media. You might need to really go inside of you and and do the healing ritual that is necessary. Now, when this is when you do, and, and I always tell people, be your own guinea pig. So before you, because not everybody is designed, let me say this really strong, not everybody is designed to do readings and healings for everybody else, but we all are designed to do these works for ourselves. So 
you know, 80% of my, of my clients are people who have gotten bad readings because they're going to people who are, are capitalizing, <laughs> right, and are not really gifted at being able to be a reader. They are going to people and, and you know, it's, it's not the skill of how to get information is pretty, pretty, um, it seems like it's really accessible to everybody, but like there's certain things that like even me as a spiritual and energy reader, I know how to do astrology, but I'm not gifted to be an astrologer. So I will never market myself as, as being an astrologer. I know how to, to use cards, but I'm not going to, I know, I know how to use other mediums. And I did that because in my figuring out how to really master my own gifts, um, I, I needed to touch things and and really quickly learn that's not my lane i'm not supposed to seek but in 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 our sisterhood seek is the sister who actually gives the ritual instruction not me i just be like what i'm supposed to do right because <laughs> my gift is not <laughs> use this candle do this or, like this stuff just comes to her and so but, i'm gonna get out every, the <laughs> but but i will say this everybody has a part to play you know, and yeah. then it's something that's organic. When you're when you're yielding to spirit, it's not a situation where, oh, well, I'm the leader of this because I told people what. That's right. not even that, that doesn't even have a place in it. It's simply for this particular setting between us. This is where you fit in. This is where she fits in. This is where I fit in. We all contribute. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, who's greater than the other. There's no such thing as that, you know, in terms of when you're, when you're, when you're yielding to spirit, that's that, you know, and I think a lot of people, sometimes when it comes to spirituality, there has been some there has been times where people will capitalize on it, as you mentioned, and but there are also sometimes this jealousy comes about where people can feel a strong spiritual presence with one person and they want to be like that person. So they try to set themselves up like this person they want to be like, but that energy ain't there. That, 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 like you said, people come to you and they typically come to you because they've gotten a bad reading from somebody. Everybody mm-hmm. is not coming from the same place and not utilizing the same energy when it comes to reading. And I had to write this while you were talking because I was trying not to interrupt you. But there's a difference between you have to, if you're going to be doing reading for someone, and our set can verify, I hate doing readings for people. <laughs> yeah. Because there's yeah. a certain responsibility that comes with that that for a long time I haven't wanted to deal with. Not that I can't read, I choose not to because of my own personal decisions. Um, now, I can read myself, I can read friends that are close, I don't mind that. But when, if somebody I don't know comes to me and asks for reading, I'm like, no, nah, let me give you, let me refer you here. <laughs> you know, um, but what, I was, what I'm leaning toward is people who do readings for themselves and for uh, other people. There's a line that you have to learn how to walk. You can have a personal feeling about something, but if you do not know how to separate your personal feeling and your personal thought from what spirit is telling you needs to be explained to this person you're doing a reading for, you are not in the right place to do a reading for anyone. 
If you can't separate mm-hmm. how you personally feel about that person or the situation they're asking for a reading on versus what's coming through you to, to give as a message, there's a difference in those two things. And if anyone's mm-hmm. being triggered by uh what someone's asking for a reading for or what's coming up in the reading, then you have a responsibility to say, you know what, um, let's reschedule this or let me find someone else that can, that can give you a reading or just tell them, hey, I can't do this. Um, this particular topic is triggering me, et cetera. People have to be very, have to have some humility when they're dealing with stuff like this. It, it's not a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a game. Yeah, and if you can't separate yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, we we have to we have to remove Eurocentric ideology from holistic spiritual practices. And when we can do that, we're able to see, as you said earlier, that all of these these uh, institutions come from us. And we're able to see, okay, I see Christianity is, is the, I see the Holy Trinity is Aset, Asar, and Heru. I see that all of it, right? Like you're able to see clearly when you take out that need to control and that need to have this patriarchy and hierarchy um, that is, is not conducive of everyone being in a circular interconnected thing. True organic African spirituality or indigenous spirituality is blockchain, right? Like it's 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 everyone is is has its purpose and everyone plays their role to ensure that everything is equitable and and in in just manner. And so if we can get out of our heads, and again, it's that relearning, it's the discipline of training your mind. That's how rituals work. That's how. Um, yeah manifestation is 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 possible because you're shifting your mind and that clip that we listened to earlier and at the top of the show i literally listen to that clip daily and and if not daily for sure multiple times a week and and um it's real like you you have to understand and when you are at the quote-unquote bottom that is actually when you were at the best place for growth and the best place for change. But we resist it. Why is this happening to me? Why are these people doing this to me? Why this and why that? We are so you can't. resistant to, to, to needing to do the work. You can't lose anything when you're at the bottom. But there's so much room to gain. There's so much possibility. There's so much potential. You have the ability to be able to write. You, you have the ability to be the author of your own destiny when something has happened and you feel like you've hit rock bottom. That's, that's, that's new moon energy. That's planting the seeds. That's figuring out, okay, well, what I just tried didn't work or I got to. Wait, I got to say this. When you hit rock bottom, it really isn't rock bottom. You reached another level, and you gotta start out at that new level. You now kind of you're not the same person you used to be. And you mentioned adaptability earlier. That's the time when that has to come in. When you reach a new level and you're and you're ready to keep going higher. You can't keep doing the same stuff you did before. At every new level, something new comes in, and you have to be willing to adapt to who you now are. It doesn't mean as a person you've changed, but your viewpoint has changed. 
you're you're at a different level and how you see things is going to be different and if you keep trying to look out of those same eyes you had before and from the same vision you had before you could potentially be resisting the change that will propel you to the next level, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, you've seen me go through obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And no matter what gets put in front of me, I get frustrated, you know, and, and, and I know mentally what's going to happen. I always say, I already know how this is going to end, but you don't just jump from where you are now to the end. You, you have to make it to that other point. So I already know no matter what is put in front of me or oh, I'm going to win. That's just mm-hmm. not an option that something's going to happen that's not going to benefit me. That's just It just doesn't happen. It don't matter mm-hmm. what it looks like right now. It just does not happen because I know who I am and I know who has my yeah. back. I know what has my back. So there, there's not an option that something can't work out to my benefit. In fact, when you get in my way, you're going to get rolled over because that's just how it happens. Now, but you have to have to you have to have that mindset that okay I'm in a different space. This is happening because in order for me to get to this new level, this challenge has to come to propel me. I can't get content with where I was because if the goal is to grow and to steadily become better and to renew myself and adapt and to change. If these situations don't occur, what's going to make you become new? What's going to make you increase? What's going to make you grow? What's going to make you get to that next level if these things don't occur? So in life, people are always going to have problems. And where ritual steps into this is that's that thing that keeps you connected to what motivates you, to what inspires you, to what grounds you, to what gives you that grit so that you can keep going and move through whatever difficult situation might be in front of you right now. And if you're not going through a difficult situation, then it's time to celebrate because you're going to end up going through a situation because you're not just going to stay stagnant where you are. It Life, for me, I abhor when a situation is stagnant. Something has to be movement in it. I don't like stagnant water. It's okay to be still mm-hmm. for a while because that has a purpose and it has a place. But if I don't feel like I'm growing in a situation or if I'm in a group of people and I don't see that its purpose is being fulfilled, I'm going to remove myself from that because that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And you hear, here's the other thing, too, is like you have to feel the feeling. You have to feel, I, I love what you said about when you are in a breakdown, it is actually the bottom of the new level, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. so, like, stop looking at this as as if you are, you know, people just, they, they create stories in their head, right? And they, they see stories and they run with them instead of stepping back and saying, let me look at this from a spiritual aspect. Of course, everything is happening to me right now. I am in a growth moment. Of course, everything is being torn down and, and breaking down and all of this stuff because I need to regrow in a, for the new elevation that is supposed to happen. And we forget these things. Like We forget that when things are good, it all makes sense to say, but when we're in the middle of it, we want to blame everybody. We want to complain about everything we want to do. Instead of saying, okay, let me step back and look at this for what it is and, and, and receive what I'm supposed to receive. Um, if you and we also line, want it over quick. We yeah. also want it over quick. When you're in the middle of something and, you, and you're feeling that, you want it to be over right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
And that's not how that works. Like, it does, it only is over when you get the lesson. That's when it's over. Or you're going to repeat it, one or the other. If you are on the line, go ahead and start pressing one so we can pull you in and get some good conversation. We want you to join the conversation. If you would like to actually schedule a reading, please shoot me a text at 720-620-2316. We will, um, well, I don't want to say what we're going to do. We're going to open up the lines here shortly, but we... Tiki and I have been talking straight for an hour, so we need to take a moment to go get some water and take a breath. So we will we gonna play a little some some for you and we're gonna be right back.
Dropping on our regular conversations. Um, it's dope to have have friends who. Uh, this isn't my friend. This is my sister. It is dope to have sisters who um, keep you in alignment. You know, um, I just went through some 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 stuff, boy, and it just so happened. I, nothing happens on accident. It just so happened that it was at the same time as of Seek visiting me. Um, a couple of months ago now. Gosh, that's already been a couple of months. Ain't that crazy? Um, but she, she yeah. <laughs> showed up right on time and, and I couldn't I literally could not have gotten through um what took place if it wasn't for her. And, and her being here, like I could not I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, like she she came, it was just like the universe was like, Yeah, you got to get broken down all the way and you got to be at the bottom of your next level, and you need some support, and just be sure that she was here. So I'm so I'm so thankful. But uh, we gonna open up the lines if there are people on the line who have pressed one. If not, we gonna continue our conversation for a little bit more. And y'all know I am not a believer of having to fill up the full two hours. I don't have to keep hearing myself talk, but you but eavesdropping on a conversation with Seek and I, um, shit can go beyond two hours for real. <laughs> so. Uh, Joey, are there any? Is there anyone on the line? Yeah, um, six one eight six seven one. Oh man, 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 peace, peace to the God. Give me just a second. How are you gonna peace, call peace, in peace. and put us on hold? I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to put on my headphones. <laughs> Yo, peace and many blessings to everybody on the line, you know, and everybody in the future that's gonna listen to this. It was um I like the fact that, you know, women are talking about ritual. You know, it's a I'm uh I love rituals, you know, <laughs> you know, so I practice on that mm-hmm. side, you know, and hearing their perspective of really how, what ritual is, you know, getting, you know, grounded in your energy and using your thoughts to transmutate whatever situation that you're going through, you know, that's really it, mm-hmm. you know, demystified. People mm-hmm. need to know this. People really do need to know mm-hmm. this. Yes, 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 yes. Tell us about your ritual experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, um, I'm a warrior. So a lot of my ritual experiences is like some, it's, 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 I've, I've, I've had to go to war. You know, I've had to literally like summon things, energies, and tell it to go and do this, 
you know. Um, a lot of times, I don't really... I, get, I guess because my energy, some people's energy are strong enough. They don't have to do a lot of rituals for things to manifest. You know, I can mm-hmm. manifest some things just by thinking or praying about it, just affirming it. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. my ritual experience is based off of like meditation, transcendental things like that. You know, if I have to mm-hmm. go in and to be able to, I guess if I need some more energy. I got to tap into another part of myself. That's when I would go and, you know, get some candles, you know, and just affirm. You know, we have to command mm-hmm. nature, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's beautiful. You know? And that's true. Speaking of, Chief, you want to give some, some insight. Um, we talk about this a lot, too, like when you're in tune in the line. Ain't a neat, you ain't got to do a ritual every night. Like, what, so you want to talk a little bit about that, get some feedback? Listen, you, <laughs> the brother just hit the nail on the head, and so did you just now. There, when you're really in tune, you ever, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a situation. You ever been in a situation where somebody did or said some, some fucked up shit, and it pissed uh-huh. you off, or, you saw your people getting treated wrong, you know, et cetera. And you just look at that and you just get angry. Well, what do you do with that anger? Anger is emotion. That's energy and motion. Mm-hmm. Instead of being angry, why don't you channel that ish toward what you're trying to do or how that situation get resolved? <laughs> and, and that immediately turns that situation around. Point in case, I'm not somebody to be fucked with. <laughs> if my mm-hmm. language is being somebody, I'm sorry for y'all, but I just keep it real. Well, but, how do you um, do that with that anger <laughs> energy? How do you do it with anger mm-hmm. energy? Well, mm-hmm. anger has a place, just like grief has a place. You know, um, for example, when you are faced with uh, discrimination or racial injustice in your personal uh, life, there's a space mm. for what you do with that. You can decide to get mad and be disgruntled and say the system is against you, and truly it is, but you <laughs> have the right to sit there in that exact situation and say, okay, so you want to do this? I personally had a situation like that, and um, I could have chose to back down and cower, and what I did was I said, no, I'm a strong black woman, and I'm going to show you what a strong black woman looks like. Mm. So I stared the situation Uh-oh. right in his eyes. I refused to move. I went to my ritual space uh, uh-huh. at home in my temple, because that's, that's my home. That's my temple. I did what mm-hmm. I needed to do at home, but every day, because I work in corporate America, um, so every day I Ooh. went to work, I, um, every day I went to work, I went to work armed in my spirit. I didn't have to do no ritual at work or put nothing on my boss's desk or anything like that. I didn't have to do that. I looked him square in his face and was like, I'm not moving. This is what I said. You're not going to talk to me like this, and you're going to respect me. And then I took it to other levels. I didn't move. He had never seen, he had never seen an immovable object until he ran up against this wall. Mm. And, and, and that you can, you can use those things. The thing is, a lot of people get afraid. And that, that was a small act on a big scale. You see what I'm saying? If everybody decided I'm not going to be intimidated by people who are intimidated by what they see when they look at me, because that's what it was. He might have had a Napoleon mm. complex and he had an issue, but I wasn't going to be moved because he decided to make me 
uh, an issue for not him. Not going yes to that. Absolutely not. I refuse to. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna change my personality. I'm not gonna change my voice around you. I'm gonna show up the way I choose to show up because people <laughs> who came before me didn't have the option to show up like they mm. authentically are. I'm going to be who I'm going to be, and you're going to get to decide whether you're going to deal with it in a way that's healthy or whether you're going to sit there and continue to be a jackass. Because surely my ass is bigger than yours, sir. Mm. <laughs> so, you, I you think, know, I think, brother, what, those I are think, individual I think, situations. <laughs> yeah, I think, brother, another thing to think about is when you're, when anger comes up, one, you because you're a warrior, you're never gonna not be without anger, right? And oh, anger, no, he's not. He's he not supposed it's, to. It's, that's, that's right, right, right. And so <laughs> anger, anger is anger is. Well, on you're fire. gonna have times where you have peace, of course. But as a as a warrior, that anger is a tool. It's like a sword. You Man, have, it's you, always you something. It and you use it. Yes. Yes. And so in in what's really going to give you your, your power in it is recognizing that anger is pain on fire. So mm-hmm. if you, if you mm. can quench the fire for a moment to recognize and pinpoint the pain, then the pain will lead you to the fear because there's only two vibrations, love and fear. Absolutely. And so if Absolutely. you are, if you are anger, right? So let's say you were angry about, um, Police brutality, right? So it's oh, really man. pain on fire. You are angry mm-hmm. because you see George Floyd, and and it angers you because you are in pain that 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 our people are this suffering happened. this yeah. type of thing. And then Absolutely. you go deeper and say the fear is that you know that you are that vulnerable in the eyes too. See, and when you mm. do that level of work. And you're not looking at it as going that deep as a weakness, and you're recognizing, let me know. Then you're able to transmute it, transmute that energy into fuel. So now you can go back to the fire, which is the anger. I got to interrupt you right quick. Mm. This conversation right here is (laughs) why people are afraid of people that look like us. This exact conversation yes. right here, because once you, once you realize how powerful you are, no tools yes. needed, nothing outside of you, when you realize mm-hmm. you are actually that energy that creates and destroys, like you're actually that energy. You don't have to yes. go do something. You are actually an embodiment of that living, breathing energy that creates and destroys. When you realize that you're, you are that, you have the ability to take that energy, and I don't know if the feedback is still coming from me, but I hear it right now. It is. It is. It's all Because I just, I, I, I have this connection with electronics. When I, when I get hyped, I interfere with <laughs> electronics. So I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but when, mm. this is why people look at us and get afraid. You see, when I calm down, it probably, I'm, I'm going to try to be calm a little bit. <laughs> when you, when when we interact and we come from a place of knowing truly who we are and we don't make any attempt to change who we are, we just deal with life as it comes. When you really know who you are and you can, and people can see that you know who you are, 
people are going to get intimidated. They're going to be in oh, fear yeah. because the they know who you are, too. But for the longest time, they knew you didn't know. Mm-hmm. So you're not mm-hmm. powerful as long as you don't know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you can't activate that energy that that is order out of chaos. Ooh. You can't activate that energy that can... You see what I'm saying? It, when, when they recognize that you know who you are, you immediately become... They are fearful. They're intimidated by you. And you'll be like, why are you intimidated by me? But it's because mm-hmm. you know who you are. Yeah, I've had that mm-hmm. going on with these cops in my local municipality, like, I have literally, me and another one of my brothers, another boy, has been there with them to the point, you know, I had to spare them, now let's not kill them, let's make them crash their cars, they crash their shit, seven days later, started fighting, suing each other, they sued the chief of police, blame him, all this kind of stuff, so, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm just trying to master that, because people are going to need help on that end, like, you fuck with me, you run up on this, you will get burnt. <laughs> like, the message got to be just like that, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I think yeah. individually, if no, all of us started to, <laughs> yeah, I think individually, if all of us started to recognize what it is we're talking about here, and we decided to be aware of our emotions, like the minute we start to get angry, the minute we start to experience joy, happiness, grief, et cetera, that when you start to realize what is causing those two spectrums, which is love or fear, that's the source that can, that's that spark Mm. to generate things. It's called just being aware of where you are in every moment, being in the now. So, oh my God, yes, being present because (laughs) if if you are aware of what you're doing with your, you're a vessel full of energy. That's what you are. So if if you can realize where your energy is and where you are on the spectrum, and then you learn how to fine tune it. You utilize that. That you you don't need tools. That's the ritual right there. You are a ritual. You're a walking yeah, ritual. Yeah. You're a walking yeah. crystal. All of that is inside you. <laughs> yeah, and so yes. that that is the that is the alchemy, right, of being a walking meditation, a walking ritual, a mm-hmm. walking vessel and tool, because you're always <laughs> being used. And when we when we understand that you're always being used, you're never not in the divinity of the creator. And so hearing that we're 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 always there. We do want to make sure that we get to everybody on the line. Joe, are on. there more okay. folks on the line? Wait a minute. I said yes, you just said something. You just said something. <laughs> we're always being used. Make sure that you are the person using your energy and not someone else. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's get to the book, brother. Thank you so much for calling in. We're gonna keep it moving on the line. Um, yes, Indeed. yes. Stay with us, though. Stay with us. Next on the line. Peace, God. Peace, peace. Twitter on three one three five nine eight. Peace to God. Lord, I'm on the plantation. I'm on the plantation. I'm 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 trying to get with the private doctor said I sent you an email. But uh no, it's too much noise here. Y'all can uh hit me back up. Big. Okay. Okay. 
y'all better make sure you you listening on low key. We ain't trying to get you fired or no shit. So make sure that you you listening. <laughs> he do that all the time. Uh, six right, one seven nine six. Peace, peace, peace. You hear me? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. One second. Um, I, I was in and out with listening. Um, because I'm taking care of some home tasks. However, I need a reading. If, if that's possible, please. Um. um. So we're not doing readings tonight. We have okay. a guest, but if you want to join the conversation, if you want a reading, you can text me at 720-620-2316. Okay, I'll understand. I'm with you. All right. All right. All right, please go. That's all your call is right now with the hands up. Great, great, great. All right, we are going to... Um, Let's, we're we going to touch doubt. Go ahead, speak. Tell us about that doubt and what doubt goes to our spirit. So, <laughs> all right. So let's say you got a focus or a goal in life, right? You, you've written it down. You've done affirmations. You've gone to ritual in whichever form you choose to. You've meditated. You've prayed about it, and you still don't have any results. Have you ever experienced that? Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to use you as a test subject. So if you've ever experienced that, can you tell me in those situations where you've experienced that, do you think you had any doubt? Do you think you were maybe double dipping in the waters? This is what I want but I'm not sure this is going to happen. I'm not sure it's going to come through. How is this going to come through? Uh, you know, how am I going to make it from where I am now to what I want? Do you think that Absolutely. that played any role? And so this is why doubt is very important. If you're going to manifest something, the the energy that you use to manifest it, uh, manifestation is pretty much just thought. Uh <laughs> You know, um, I have I have lots of examples in life where I've manifested things that I wanted, places I wanted to go, whatever. You name it, I've done it. <laughs> um, but the thing that typically keeps us away from uh, getting to whatever goal we're trying to reach is our ability to truly believe that it's possible and to not let ourselves doubt get in the way. So I just wanted to put that out there because a lot of times when people's, when, when someone's trying to transmute some energy or they're trying to manifest or they're trying to go to rituals to make something happen or focus on um, something they want to happen, they're not truly in the space of saying, I am absolutely sure this is going to happen. And so in that way, we're in our own way. We can't bring something forward if we half-heartedly believe it's going to happen. So I just wanted to to throw that out there. Yeah, and I mean, doubt also is, is from the vibration of fear. We are Absolutely. we are afraid of something within ourselves. I, I uh, part of one of my choices of, of dissertation writing was uh, black folks in our fear of success. 
many years ago. But like, <laughs> there is a real fear of success, right? There is a real like, I am a we are a collectively afraid of success, so we will create stories in our head. There's a boogeyman. There's a this. There's a that. We're not supposed to be successful. Instead of just recognizing that, like all of those doubts. Bring what? Remember, thoughts are things. So when you are doubting and you doubt more than you have the knowingness of your faith, then you you manifest those doubts. So when you say, I can't do this, or this is what's going on, and this is where your thoughts and your energy is going, you are going to manifest those things to come about. So the boogeyman becomes real to you. The, the, the conspiracy becomes real to you. The reason why because. But you can literally shift your thinking and manifest and say, of course, these things are happening because it's making me sharper. And so, um, like, doubt is mm-hmm. good. Doubt can doubt you use it. But a fear. Use it to fine tune what your goals are. So if you got, if you, if doubt, doubt comes up in everybody periodically. So it's not that someone's perfect because they absolutely have no doubt. Every situation, especially a new situation that just was put in front of you, you're going to have some doubts about it. But you can sure yourself up. Take those doubts and create situations that can cause your goal or your focus to occur. Use it to your benefit. You know, don't allow it to be something that hinders you or gets in your way. And it may take some time and some practice, but sure enough, if you're wanting something and you're seriously passionate about it and you really want it, that doubt is probably what's in the way between where you are and you manifesting that which you want. Let me also say, don't let don't let other folks' narratives of you create your girl. Doubt. Girl, right? Like what somebody, somebody else think about you? you yes. <laughs> what yes. somebody else think about you is none of your business. Yes. Sometimes you have to take that that uh, attitude with things, especially when it comes to something you're trying to bring about in your life. Someone else's opinion on you and your life shouldn't matter to you when it's something that you want. I don't care if it's I go so hard sometimes. I don't care if it's my mom, my sister or my dad or whoever. I'm not going to let what you think of me. Yeah, I listen to you. I hear you out. But at the end of it, all my people know I am very strong-willed and strong-minded. And, yeah, I heard what you said. Thank you for your input. I'm still going to do A, B, C, and D because that's a part of my plan. But I appreciate it, though. Thanks mm-hmm. for listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, this is dope. This is great. Thank y'all for joining us um, one more time. This is Seek Wisdom, dear, dear sister of mine. Um, I will be intentional about if rituals come, and she has some tools for us to do during rituals. When I post it, um, I am not on Facebook right now. I am only on Instagram. But I found out that my stuff is posted to Facebook. I don't know why. So if if you're responding to anything on Facebook, I ain't on there. Um, if you want, if you want some direct um, contact, I'm on Instagram, and I will make a point of, of, you know, if she's like, hey, we need to be doing something with candles or something, I'll make a point to make sure that I share it. Um, and and I am nudging her to come back to radio with Black Womaniverse. Uh. Um, at the very <laughs> least, if at the very least, be a regular on this show and and give us them give us them Black Womaniverse tools back with the uh, y'all. I'm telling you, she has a, a, a 
crazy, crazy library. Like, you know, I love books. And so, like, many of my, my downloads and books were in rare finds, too. Like, she has some amazing, amazing resources that, um, shoot, she, she'll, she'll, she'll screenshot something for me or take a picture and send it to me. She just has some amazing resources. So, at the very least, if she's not, if she doesn't come back to the radio, she will be a regular here with us on Beautiful Evolution. Um, you are on New Evolution Radio, where the revolution is the evolution. Joey L is the H and I C. I am the goddess of the station, and you can also find Jonah when he is on as well. Speak. You got any close words for us? Minimal energy. Energy we should be thinking about as we close out 2020 and it's in this very, very uh, trying year. Use your own energy wisely. Plant the seeds for whatever you want to come forward, you know, into the new year. December 21st is technically, you know, winter solstice. That's kind of our new year or whatever. So do what you, you know, do what you will with that energy and don't let anybody uh steer you away from what you want. Use that energy, go forth and Ashe. Ashe, Ashe. Thanks for having All right, me. Y'all. I do want to say that. Thanks yeah. for having me. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We love y'all. We will see you next Tuesday. Make sure that you are on Joey. Go ahead and tell them when they can hear you for the rest of the week. Well, uh, Sunday. I'll be on on Sunday. Y'all can check me out on Sunday. 7 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line right here on the New York Radio Network. And I will also be on House of Harlem TV this coming up Thursday on YouTube. House of Harlem TV. I'll be dropping some commas and information on there. So tune in and check that out. All right. All right. We will see y'all next Tuesday on Beautiful Evolution. I am your host, Sheila Offset Marion. If you want to get a reading, my number is 720-620-2316. I see your text coming in. Go ahead and shoot me a text and we'll get you scheduled before the end of the year. We love y'all. We love y'all. Be well. Leave this shit where it's supposed to be. Don't take it with you. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Hundred million crib, three million watch, all facts, no cap, false. Nigga, you not a boss, you got a boss. Niggas getting jerked, that shit hurts. I take it personally. Niggas rather work for the man than to work with me. Just so they can pretend they on my level. That shit is irking to me. Pride always going before the fall, almost certainly. It's disturbing what I grow. What I grow. Survey says you not even close. Not even close. Everybody's bosses to the time to pay for the office. To them invoices separate the men. From the boys over here, we measure success for how many people successful next to you. Here we say you broke if everybody gets broke except for you. Bow. Ain't nothing to it. Real one.
whatever, so but my mama whip. My great, great grandchildren already rich. That's a lot of brown turn on your Forbes list. Frolicking around my compound on my fortress. Oh, I'll be round round with my seat reclining. Dropping my daughter off at school every morning. 